When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to episode three of Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast. And this week has been a tough week for many, a week where the game week average I think was in the, in the 40s. Very, very difficult, very, very tough. As per usual, we're going to start with how we did in the most recent week. We're going to talk about our highs and low points. Uh, and we're going to start with me this week because... I lost. I came bottom out of the three of us. I, w- I would just like to point out that my game week score is higher than Baron's, but my four-point four hit took me below him by one point. So Jack has carefully chosen a forfeit for me. Would you like to reveal what that is, Jack? Well, I think you've already broken the forfeit by slamming Baron's team. I didn't uh, we, have, we, have, we have to fully admit that myself and Baron are not prepared. We forgot there was a forfeit, yeah. so we've had to come up you just couldn't. You just assumed minute. I wouldn't come last, which actually I can cope with that kind of reputation. So your thought is you must only say... <laughs> I was talking positively about his own team there. Well, I'm talking about myself, not my team. You must only talk positively about myself and Baron and our teams, and then you right. about yourself and your team. For I, mean, that won't be di- I mean, that won't be difficult. I mean, to get, I think, 37 points is my, is my net total. That's, that was terrible. I am a terrible fantasy Premier League manager, clearly. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about my highs and lows. I didn't have any highs because my team yeah. did terrible. That my, is my high. Is, is that your high? Oh, right, okay. I'm, 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 I feel like I, yeah, I feel like that's the you, way it goes. You, you had one high. No, I didn't. The, the John Smiths. No, I didn't. No, I didn't have any. Oh, no. I'm following the. I'm following the forfeit. Um, oh, good point. Exactly. Oh, I forgot I had lots of low points. Steve Mounier came in and had zero shots against Newcastle. So clearly there was more to do with the fact that Palace were terrible than he was any good. Was he the Palace who took your four point height for that you lost? Um, uh, there was there was Mounier and Mkhitaryan were my two players and Mkhitaryan as we all know did really terrible because he's a in terrible 19. ten points. Yeah, a terrible ten point. Nobody wants ten points. That's that's rubbish. Um, probably my biggest low point though, and actually it was a low point for a lot of people, was Mohamed Salah on the bench. And our captain did the Liverpool team. The, was, was a tough moment. It was just it? horrible, wasn't it? And, and you made a very good point, Baron. After the bench, news was announced. The Champions League qualifiers clearly are going to make a difference on Klopp, and it's the first time that Liverpool have had a game of that magnitude that they need to focus on. It's easy to forget, isn't it? I'd forgotten that there was like European football. I just yeah. I was just sort of blindly looking at how well he'd done last week and thinking, oh, this he's going to be a banker, and then he didn't play, and then you think, oh, we actually have got to go. With the problems we have with Pep and Man City last season, we've got to deal with that issue of rotation again. So early in the season, yeah, exactly. so you look at next week and you think, "Is Mo Salah going to play?" Like you just yeah, sort of, don't know. only cross your fingers that, you, that you'll play. It's a good point about European football. I mean, European football weirdly has been going on since what July, yeah. but it's actual European football now. Mm. So instead of like TNS against Linfield or whatever, <laughs> it's actual European, European football. giants like Liverpool. Yeah, um, which and obviously that's going to make a bit, and it's difficult because we haven't really seen Klopp in the Premier League have a competition to consider like the Champions League because it's the first time I think it's the first time they've got back into contention for it whilst for the Champions in. League yeah the Champions League, League yeah. Europa yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously Champions League bigger um, mm. awards are on offer there so and especially with Palace coming to to, uh, to Anfield 
rotation makes sense, but it's hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? In fantasy Premier League, yeah. that's that's the problem. The thing is, you can't you can't you can't make a change to your team for that reason because no. if you think oh he's going to drop him, guaranteed he'll start. And that's exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be annoyed that you know you've got that player on the bench, so it's, you can't win. Exactly, um, Jack, your team did unbelievable this week. It was so good, probably the best I've ever seen any fantasy Premier League team ever do. Would you like to tell me about it? To be fair, only two of my maybe three players three players of mine did well. Uh, I've already admitted I'm going to be the poor person that pronounced every name wrong, <laughs> so so bear with me. Um, I brought Hagazi in, who, who got a clean sheet. I jumped on the Hagazi bandwagon and brought him in and got a clean sheet. Eight points. But Eric... Bailly. Bailly. Bailly, yes. got 15 he points. He did Hagazi, didn't he? he um, uh, that was a tense moment, because if you're watching the game live... You know, you see the yeah. shot coming. and you think, has it crossed the line? Because oh, Eric Bailly got the, got the, head, the header on the... Possibly on the, on the easiest the, goal the, that anyone will ever score. But actually, no, no, wait, he was in your team, so it was the best goal I've ever seen. It, but but yeah. it was enough to get me in 15 points for him. And for the second week in a row, my best game came in the first of the of the week. It was Salah for Liverpool last week. My two high scores this week were Bailly and Lukaku. So, again, it was all downhill after the first game. What, what was your low point then? My low point... Although you didn't have any as far as I'm concerned. Jesus again. I mean, yeah. I mean, Walker getting sent off just absolutely ruined me because mm. he, Jesus got whipped off at half time. Yeah, and I think true. there's two games where he could have done better than he has, yeah. and I still think he's going to do well. I think he's just been quite unlucky in the two games he's played in. But also, um, I, I brought in um, a few players that didn't do particularly well. Munier again. No, when, you, when you take a point hit and they only come in and do one he point he did really badly in my team but he did great in your team mate <laughs> and my midfield my midfield four got five points in total between all four of them so. yeah my midfield was terrible as well but no, overall I'm, I'm, the, the, the saving grace was that uh, there was a goal Everton conceded a goal last night because I had Pickford and Holgate on my bench and at one point that was looking absolutely yeah, terrible yeah they certainly so. started the season much better than people expected so yeah Eric Bailly was my high this week Sheldon it captain <laughs> yeah. good boy what about you Baron? I think um, I think I've, I've pinpointed it again to the moment that you put a message on Facebook. I I didn't see all the the proper fallout on Saturday. I was out and about doing stuff, but I saw you put a message on saying like how gutted you were that Hagazi was sat on your bench with, with oh, two bonus points. And I was yeah. thinking, oh sweet lord, I've got Hagazi <laughs> and got two bonus points. And that was my again, as you've indicated, Dave, and I'm allowed to say this, yes, but my are. team didn't perform particularly well. I was below average after last week's high. So um, Hagazi was my. My only high point, really. I mean, Valencia got me a clean sheet and Lukaku scored just to sort of make sure that my, my captain went the right way again. But um, low point, I think, probably was Salah as well. I think because he's a 9.1 million asset and you just think, I need that guy to come in for me. And he just didn't even start. It was just painful. And if you had he started, you could imagine Liverpool comfortably yeah, winning it. It was what, just painful. Four, you know, if they score early, Salah get a goal or assist, it would have been entirely plausible. Mm. But, you know, Klopp's job isn't to satisfy our fans Premier League teams. His job is yeah, to yeah. rest his players for the Hoffenheim game. So... Um, it's, probably, it's probably worth pointing out how many points we all got. So we mentioned how many points you got, which right. we, but we've not mentioned because it was yeah. all quite close, wasn't it? I mean, it was incredible. After tight. I got forty-five, but taking off four, a four-point I got forty-one. So yeah. oh, that's closer than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a very close game between all. I mean, the average, it's no surprise that the average for the week was forty-four, in, in, 44 in, that, yeah. in that bracket because there were so many people who underperformed. Harry Kane underperformed again. Lukaku didn't do as well as perhaps we expected. Still did all right, but you know Aguero didn't do well. Salah and De Bruyne. Salah De Bruyne didn't do well. I mean, De Bruyne, speaking of De Bruyne, going back to how tight it was, it, it, down to that last sort of 10, 15 minutes of the game, had De Bruyne scored, he was in my team. He was also in Baron's team. Mm-hmm. That would have shifted the forfeit to you just from one. Oh, so would, would we have jumped him? We would have jumped him oh, with wow. a De Bruyne goal. Well, Twenty got the assist. Well, so it would have been Alisson who did come on. But, That's um, true. 
But yeah, I, believe me, I, I had that in the back of my hand. <laughs> I was watching the game last night, and I was very yeah, relieved when the final whistle went. Very relieved, very relieved indeed. But it, the person, I don't, I don't know who it is, obviously, but the person that got the 123 highest, I mean, they're flying this week, and the average is 44. Mad. And you're getting 123. Three times quite, the, the average, you're yeah. You're going to be quite far ahead, aren't you? Let's quickly talk about our bonus point kings, and we like to do it every week. Um, I didn't have one, because my team did terrible. You, could, you are free to mention my... Bonus point king, if you would like, because I know one or two of you have noticed who did well in my team. Schindler. Yeah, you, well, you can talk about mine if you like, Baron, as I'm nice. not allowed to. It was, it, was, it was a tough match to watch as a Newcastle fan, as I've mentioned already on the, on the podcast. So um, it, was, it was a difficult, difficult match, but once my sort of emotion, Mr. Emotional, had sort of calmed down <laughs> a little bit, Schindler did come very, very good for, for David. He got three points, which I'm allowed to say. Yes, you are. Yeah, you did get go emotional actually when I mentioned that. Um, yeah, just I just, it's just just trying to be polite about it. Just like <laughs> yeah. look, at this point, I don't I don't want to get don't want to get upset. So um, just just please, yeah, please I, don't mention there, it. There, was, scores. there wasn't there wasn't a great deal of politeness, but it's fine. He's a Newcastle fan. He's allowed it. He's, he's emotional. It's, it's his tagline. Well, I thought he was polite. I didn't swear. <laughs> there I we go. He's polite. Yeah. I don't think there's any other way to say <laughs> it. I, I'm just kidding with you. It was a perfectly reasonable message. If Reading was the Premier League, <laughs> I would be sending the same kind of message. Absolutely. My bonus point king was Hegazi, as we've alluded to. He again, as as you've said, Hegazi was my only player to bring in bonus points, despite the fact that the FPL Twitter account dangled the dream of De Bruyne plus oh. in one bonus point, and even he why couldn't bring us it? that. Just why dangle it there, FPL? So it's horrible. Hegazi was my only one. And and the, I mean the thing with Hegazi is the reason why I think the bonus points are so good is because actually the reason I benched him was because I thought away at Burnley and not even just because they beat Chelsea last week they're typically very good at home yeah um, I I figured surely they're going to score yeah but then I agree I discovered afterwards that actually the last time that Burnley failed to score at home was against West Brom back in about February time in West Brom you love your stats I should have looked at you the stats trends. before absolutely and. Um, yeah, so to get a bonus point out of a game where very few people would, because you obviously bench Foster as well, didn't you? Presumably yes, yeah, that was exactly. I was. It, it was. It was. I was. If Simon Francis had been fit, I would have started him. So I dodged the bullet there and managed to get Hegazi. But yeah, I think it, it was really difficult. I went. I think I put my team based on ownership at the weekend, and Elliot was in more teams than Foster, and I just thought, you know, who knows? I mean, still going to be the real deal. So I just I took a punt, hoping we'd be organised, and unfortunately, we were undone. Well, it'd be no surprise that mine is Eric Bailly. He got, oh, he got me 15 points in total, three bonus points, scored his first ever goal for Manchester United. I was actually thinking about getting rid of him at one point because oh, right. he doesn't score goals and that's, <laughs> that's what you want or assist really very often. But he is, he is a threat in the box and I don't know, will he get many this season? Probably not, but I'm happy with that. The other one which I'm a bit disappointed about is Pickford because he was on my bench and he got a one bonus point and he got one extra point for making five saves so four points four points on the bench that's exactly what he did last year exactly and and I had Joe Hart in goal who only got one point so that was my downside to bonus but yeah Eric Bailly three bonus points I was very happy with that yeah that's that's very good I mean the handy thing with him I had him a little bit at the end of last season is you know he's going to play he's probably the the centre back that gets picked the most for United so to have him in your team for that reason, for them to then get bonus points is, is and very nice. That, that's the how it's TSB yeah, it's, is is eleven. Yeah, so it's, it's growing. Five. It's certainly growing. It's but it's not. How much is he? Is he five five? He is six now. Is he? Yeah, he was five five at the end of last wow, year. Yeah, that's and, and obviously, I think that's down to the fact that everybody. Phil Jones is still five zero, isn't he? Yes, he I is, think yeah. he seems to be Hit a bit of the target. Thing, so. And actually, our, our resident expert on online, Mark Southern. Yeah, he loves he loves Phil Jones. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to next week then. Uh, let's talk about transfers. And we'll, we'll start off with a few ideas of people who we think we should bring in. It's, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, after the first week, you kind of get an idea of how some teams are playing, but you have to remember that only half of them have played at home or yeah. 
Um, and then the second week is rotated again, unless you watch Stan or You know, people were playing wild cards last week, and uh, we had a joke, didn't we, Baron? We saw someone posted their team, they'd wild carded, and we just looked at it and went, that's a great team for last week. Yeah. You know, even still at this stage, it's tricky, isn't it? Because the game week one team. <laughs> didn't do very well this week because mm. obviously me and Baron had 80 plus last week and we came into this one with sub 40 so yeah. uh, but as we said last week again, it's so hard to not to not have any jet reaction when it comes that's to that's a really way of putting it actually really, the fact really our teams were over 80 and now they were under 40 just shows how different each Absolutely. week is a difference can make such a, a you know, we can make such a difference and as Jack says it, in those situations it's difficult not to think of a knee jerk if you've do you, do you look at your game week one mm. team and think that was a fluke do you look at your game week two team that's a fluke you know, you've you've got fifty fifty chance. Which do you go for? But you can't. Well, you can't also uh, underplay how much pressure you feel when you're already fifty <laughs> points behind. Yeah, but it's seriously, true, it, yeah. does, it does make you think. Do I need to change it already? Because it's not easy to make, to make that gap. And if you make a good start, then yeah. you're in a good position. But if you're already finding yourself fifty points behind, that knee jerk reaction is even harder to suppress. I mean, that is true. I mean, while me and Baron didn't have the best weeks, um, we're still. I think are you you're second in our work league and third. You're second. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're still in the top three. So, where, is that, where are you in the work league, Jack? Can you remember? So Somewhere mid-table, aren't you? No, I've got my own league this year. I've been looking at a bit more. So oh, nice little plug not, for your league really, there. I've, I've <laughs> not really looked. Um, let, let, let me, I can have a, have a quick look. Yeah, 12th at the moment. So, <laughs> quite far down the pecking order. But there's only one way to go when you start. I mean, yeah, you make a good point. I think a lot of players out there who are of a similar type of player to you, a, a gut man, so to speak, and go with their, their head, or go with their head, heart rather than their head, I've seen a lot of people already talking about it. I we, I messaged you last night to say that I'm I'm thinking about the wild card already. Um, yeah. I've, I've I've refrained. I've refrained. That's that's good to hear. But, I, but I, again, it's also when you you know the ones that you can take from, the things that you can take from it is who's been benched. And for me, I've got a few players that just aren't playing, and that's when it yeah, becomes a that's worry. What, that's what struck me the weekend yeah. with Ward Prowse as well. Though. There's just a few in there that you think, oh, that maybe they're not certain of a start as you think. Yeah, I mean Ward Prowse is one I'm, I'm looking at, and even De Bruyne, if I'm honest. So if there's that if, amount of money does need to be spent properly. Exactly. I mean, if, while we can talk about the fact that trends are difficult to identify at this stage I feel like we can already see that De Bruyne are perhaps not the kind of player that we were expecting I think the, the problem is when they were playing they were playing a sort of 4-2-3-1 last year weren't they City and he was the number 10 and that I think would made him more central to City's kind of offensive output whereas now he plays with the two strikers though his midfielders play a bit deeper mm. and I think perhaps maybe that's why he hasn't been as involved in goals as, as we would like um, and as you say at 10 million I'm, I'm thinking of getting rid of him, but I've already taken him a four-point hit last week, uh, and you, you've been in a great situation, Baron, where you took no transfers, you can now make two transfers. I've, I've followed, Mark Sutherland's made a really good suggestion in um, the official FPL show last week, and said that if you do um, hold on and get your two free transfers, you could then take a four-point hit and effectively yeah. like a mini wild card. Yes, yeah, so if, you, if you've got three transfers to play with, you can shift money around so easily, sort of, you know, Say you downgrade De Bruyne to like an Aaron Moy, you then yeah. got you know seven or eight million to then boost up uh, Tammy Abraham or something. So that's one thing I'm looking. At. I mean, we're going to talk about players to buy, aren't we? I've, yeah. I've literally just stumbled upon West Ham's fixtures, and Chicharito has just scored twice. I mean, yeah. that's that's really not a bad shout. Away at a very weak Newcastle, then away at Huddersfield, who you are there to be shot at, and then at home to West Brom. So I mean, perhaps Chicharito is an option people can look at. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Aaron Moy as well. I know you mentioned him yes, on the podcast last Aaron week. Aaron Moy's got yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. you, David. Yeah, it's very kind for the praise. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> one of the few things I got right was Aaron Moy. They're not bringing him in. <laughs> but um, he, I don't know. He's he's one of those, isn't he? Where you think is he is it a bit like the Kapoor of last year? Where yeah, you think you know, like, is he just going to do well for five weeks and then just fall away? But he, I mean, did, but, he did look very lively at the weekend. Yeah, I and I think because he's so important to Huddersfield. Absolutely. Yeah. 
he's always going to be in the middle of whatever they do. I think the thing with him is with Capu, he'd come in a new role at a new club, yeah. and he came out of nowhere. Whereas Moy was at Huddersfield last year, key player he's for them to get the promoted. Too, yeah. So the one thing I'd say is that I'm not got any specific names, but the one team that I would say might be worth looking at is Watford because I think they're going to surprise a lot. Mm, they, yeah. I, I had them down as potential strugglers this year. Yeah, so they're, they're, at, home to, they're at home to Brighton. The they've, only, they've only played two games so far. I, I do understand that, but I think they could probably have some quite cheap players in there that could get some yeah. good points. So I think Watford, if you're going to look at any team. Yeah, well, I actually have um, Decore and Richarlison on my watch list, and I put them on my watch list. Richarlison's not bad shout. Yeah, I had them on my watch list the previous week, so then when I saw that they'd done well this week, I've, I've, the eyes emoji has been <laughs> operating in my head. I, I can't. I, um, I think uh, Decore is five million. I may have risen to five one, may rise to five one this week. Richarlison, I think, is five one. Is oh, has he? Right. And Richarlison is in the five to six sort of bracket. So, you know, if you're looking for someone to maybe enable a bit more money in midfield, and the thing with Watford is that, as you say, nobody expected anything out of them. If you'd have said after two games they, they'd have four points, you know, um, home against Liverpool and away against uh, Bournemouth, I, I'd have, I'd have laugh, laughed you off. So mm. perhaps maybe they are a team to worth, worth looking at. They're definitely going to be very good at home because we know that Marco Silva is a manager who's just fantastic at home with all of his teams. Even last season with Hull, they still went down, but had it been decided on home form, they probably would have stayed up. So... Um, and as you say, home against Brighton, that's a perfect fixture to maybe t- try out a cheap Watford midfielder or striker. Is it too obvious for us to talk about Man United? <laughs> is that is <laughs> that just to go without saying now? Does yeah, it, I, I mean, the, the thing with United is that they seem to be able to just blow teams away, don't they? Even if they don't p- play particularly well. Those, just, those few minutes, those six minutes, six minutes, it was those just three goals, absolutely wasn't crazy. It? It was, it was... The, the big choice is Pogba and Mkhitaryan, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Mkhitaryan's now eight two. Pogba's eight one. Pogba's got the higher ownership. It's sort of how do you how do you broach that subject? It's yeah. difficult, isn't it? It's tricky. I mean, Pogba. Pogba, the thing with we were talking just this morning, weren't we? I've got Mkhitaryan, and I even or even though he got ten points already, mm-hmm. I was looking, thinking, should I have Pogba because he's the same price, but he's more likely to score as well as assist. The fact that Matic is now there, he has more of a free role, and yeah. the fact that you've got it, it, the midfield is almost built to get the best out of Pogba. Pogba yes. is the kind of player who doesn't do well in a disciplined system, I would say, or rather, if he is expected to, to provide the discipline, a bit like David Luiz. He doesn't do it very well, as we saw last year, but having Matic in a holding role, having Mkhitaryan as that kind of creative player in the sort of 10 sort of mould, having those two players to, to create structure means that Pogba can just be wherever he wants. And, you know, could have got a goal, but he stole it from him, obviously. He then got an assist later on and scored a, a, a goal after a brilliant run into the box, which he's able to do because Man United's team seems to be built to get the best out of him. So, Do we think long-term Pogba is going to be less likely to be rotated as well? Because we absolutely. know what yeah. we know what yeah. Mkhitaryan is like. He has been in and out last season. So Pogba, because of the money that he costs, he's almost undroppable. I mean, if I had a completely free hand this week um, to, to make... A new all, squad. All, yeah, a completely new squad, I would take out Mkhitaryan, as, as dangerous as that sounds, and replace him with Pogba, just because mm. obviously goals are worth more than, than assists. Yeah. The, the flip side of that is that um, official FBI have been talking about it on their Twitter page the last couple of days. They claimed that Mkhitaryan's game is more likely to pick up bonus points because a regular provider of assists and key passes uh, is more likely to do that than someone who's a bit hot-headed, mm. possibly get a yellow card. I mean, Pogba's to get sent I off think twice. Pogba could have got sent off at Swansea, yeah. couldn't he? Absolutely, and, yeah, and some would argue he should have been. Yeah. And, um, you know, Pogba is a more hot-headed player. If yeah. you've got two red cards a season, nobody's going to be too surprised. So that's the other flip side, is yeah. that Mkhitaryan could get you more bonus points and he's got less ownership as well. Well, it won't surprise you to... To be told that I've made two transfers already. Fantastic. <laughs> I, was, fantastic. I, was, I, I literally had them on the page during the Man City game. My two, oh, but I didn't fantastic. click. Fantastic. I'm, I'm not going to say who I brought in for obvious reasons, but I've taken up Bernardo Silva and Klassen just because they're not starting not playing, games. Yeah, not playing. Yeah. And 
Bernardo um, um, Silva was as, as hard as him getting a huge look in. He was he wasn't as attacking as I thought he'd be like in, in the game last night. He was quite he was quite deep for, for for a fair part of the game when he came on. So those are the two that um, I'll change. I'll take another four point hit this week. But I've got 1.8 million in my bank still. So yeah, I mean, nice. that is very helpful. Looks like Hagazi's, like, I'm just looking at the stats now, Hagazi's the current sort of hot property still. Yes. I mean, after another great week, West Brom with the next three fixtures are still all two on the FDR. I mean, he just seems to be an obvious... If you haven't already got him, listeners, yeah. he's now 4.7, so if you're going to get him, get him soon. Because the key thing, the reason why we got him opening week was because he's 0.5 cheaper than everyone else in that West Brom defence. If you wait too long, mm. then he isn't going to be... And if Johnny advantage. Evans goes, that's going to improve our chances of him, of him carrying on. And yeah, you exactly. can't... You can't you can't underestimate Tony Pulis defence either. No, can you? you can't. With a run like that, with def- yeah. with a defensive-minded uh, coach like Pulis, he's just and a set pieces too. I mean, he's already demonstrated he can score. I'm from not set sure it's the first first time since the 1980s, I think, or is the West Brom one that opened two games? Yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, anyway, he definitely so. knows how to get the best out of his players. One person we have to talk about in terms of um, buying or selling is Harry Kane. We talked about him last week. Two and points. Continues, <laughs> continues Jack's got me feeling pretty great about not yeah. bringing him in at the well, moment. This is, this is the thing. I, I, I get why he brought him in the first place, but as the stat man, yeah. he's never scored a goal in August, unnettably. Like, I didn't realise it was through his whole career. Yeah, he's never right. scored a goal in August. And as the it's his whole career? Man, apparently so. I, I, wow. I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't know that. I saw a tweet. So I don't know. I don't want to be one of these people who just believes anything. Do you remember, remember he was on the there. bench a lot on Leicester with Jamie Vardy, ironically? But, but still, it's a, it's a stat that you're ignoring and it's costing you how much? Yeah. Um, well, 25 million over two weeks. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you make a very good point. I mean, the, 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 problem, the problem is, there is, you know, if you're going to attack yeah, me yeah. on the stats, the, if you flip it round, if you look at what he's doing in games, because there's stats for everything, you know, there's stats yes, on both yes, sides of, of the argument. He had sh- uh, six shots on goal against Newcastle. He had uh, three on target against Chelsea and eight attempts. So, and hit the post, you know, and hit the post against Newcastle as well. So the the, mm. the logic is that he eventually will score. Just not in August. Just I'm, just, I'm August. terrified about Burnley though. I I just don't think I can take him out. Exactly. Their I mean, fixtures are going to get better in the next yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, and, and Spurs will get used to playing at Wembley as well. I mean, come the end of the year, I mean, they're not going to. We talked about you know would they do worse at home than they you know in inverted commas than they do away from home. But you know they're a good team. Pochettino is a good coach. You know they they're the kind of team I think will grow into. And get used to that pitch. I think Baron mentioned the fact he could. I think I can't remember whether you, you messaged us saying that you can't face dropping before Burnley. But the question I'll like yeah, to ask is: so. if he doesn't score against Burnley, when will you drop him? When well, do you think that that value is not well, worth having? Because he, because the fixtures are looking good. Though. Yeah, I mean, like the next, they've only got Everton away is the only thing they've got above two on the FDR for the next uh, six weeks. Yeah, could you imagine yourself keeping him for that long? I, I, it is a good question because at yeah. some point the money does. You look at it and think, oh god, I need to spend that money better, but. You could just see him exploding in any one of these matches, and yeah. it's just so scary. And, and the key thing is, is that while he's never scored in August, what happens if he starts banging him in first week of September, right? And he's already in my team. The money's invested in him. The rest of the team is is structured around that. Everybody else who doesn't have him, the team isn't structured around him. They've got to take hits him. to get him in. They've got to take hits to get him in. They've got to downgrade other parts of their midfield, mm. other parts of their forwards. So if my t- my team can carry him that length of time then I'm prepared to let them do that because actually at the moment I've got people who are performing better than him it's what, it's what puts the pressure back on De Bruyne doesn't it because yeah, exactly. you look, if, if Kane's not delivering and De Bruyne yes. isn't then you've got an issue yeah. how much is that between the two players that's 22, 22 and a half that's almost a quarter of your team's budget so De Bruyne has, if De Bruyne doesn't Sorry, if Kane doesn't, then the boy has to. So, I mean, yeah. that's why KDB is a bit of a risk, I think. But I have no doubt that when Kane gets that goal, it wouldn't surprise me if he got a hat trick in that game. I Absolutely. Just, it feels coming. like that, doesn't it? Does it feel like it's coming. Yeah, and I just, I just think if he's in your team already, then you're ahead of everybody else. And actually, I, I, while I didn't do well in game week two, 
I feel like I'm in. A, I still feel like my stro- my squad is is strong, and I'm in a decent. No, given your given your forfeit, David, oh. I think we'll all agree your, your team's my, terrible. My squad is terrible, so I actually forget everything <laughs> I just said. But you do know that taking all, all jokes aside, you do know that Kane at the end of the season will be on 15, 20, 25 goals. So they are going to come at some point. It's yeah. just having the the ball. It's timing it. Yeah. I suppose the, the the only other argument on when to bring him in is if you because he could devalue this week. That is yeah. entirely probable because mm. you get people who panic and yeah. get rid of him. And if he's already in your team, that damages your own value. If he's not in your team and he falls to 12 million, shall we say, at a, at a, at a hypothetical argument, he is cheaper to get in slightly later rather than building a team around someone who's going to lose value. So, you know, it's worth keeping an eye on his pricing. If, if he starts to seriously plummet in price, that might actually force my hand because I don't want a repeat of last season where I had a situation where I had players like Yedinak on my bench because I couldn't get rid of him. Because I had other problems I needed to solve, but he was just sucking That's the money you, out. You've, of my you've spot. mocked me quite a lot on fantasy. Well, I've yeah. never had a player been playing in the championship in my fantasy. Yeah, that is true. Very true. But the question I want to put to you both that we were asked last week, we were asked who would pick Lukaku or Kane. If you had Kane, would you swap him for Lukaku if you didn't already have him? Yes. Oh, yes. oh without a shadow of a doubt, you have to have Lukaku. Because as kind as Spurs' run is, Man United's is kinder, and they aren't playing at Wembley, so. And Lukaku's already been banging them in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, to answer that question, definitely. So there'll be some people that will let it warn and you know maybe ask. That yeah. Way. Yeah. Definitely. Um, speaking of questions, then we've got two this week. Um, so um, obviously both of them involving Harry Kane. Like who else? So a question from Andy says, um, "I have Harry Kane. Only scored two points, but is a big chunk of my budget. Too soon to swap him out. Too risky to go against TSP, for example. We've already sort of touched on it there." But in answer to that exact question, quickfire, Jack, would you get rid of Kane if you had him at the moment? It de- well, I was just saying on the first two, it depends who else you've got. <laughs> if you don't have Lukaku, why wouldn't you swap? Yeah. Uh, if you've got Lukaku, I would think I would stick with him because there are players like Jesus that are cheaper that aren't performing as well. They are gonna, mm. the, the thing is, history tells you that Kane will start scoring at some point. You don't necessarily have that history with some of the... Like Ch- 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 I know he scored twice already. But you and and Mounier, you don't have that sort of history with some of the cheaper players. You know judging on history that came with at some point yeah. in the back of the net yeah uh, a question from Harry who uh, I'm going to give this one to you Baron who says who is the best value for money striker outside of the main three who he describes as Lukaku, Kane and Aguero oof god um, you've already touched on Chikorita haven't you yeah I mean I, su- I suppose um, let me just have a quick look I've got some got the stats here I'll have a quick look I mean Rooney's looking pretty good at the moment yeah right? absolutely yeah seven I mean he's, he's he's worth 7.5 and he's uh, he's averaging 8.5 in each match so I mean he's, at 7.5 he's pretty good value I mean Vokes didn't really back up what he did at Chelsea did he Vardy was hobbling off Chicharito's only done it in one game Firmino's done it in one game Munier one game Rodriguez I think Rooney I'd say Okazaki as well I mean They've yeah. got a lot of attacking potential. I think he scored in both games. Yeah, and he's only 5-5. Five, five, he's exactly. very cheap. He's really, mm. really cheap. And, you know, if you're only spending 5.5 million on someone, mm. it's not as much of a dagger to the heart if he's on the bench. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It is a bit easier to cope with. So if you've only got a little bit of money to spend, perhaps want to play some because you've lost confidence in him, Rooney's good, but their fixtures are still terrible. I mean, Chelsea away, Spurs at home, United away. I mean, if you're going to get him, just wait a few weeks. I mean, the thing yeah. is, as well, is, I mean, there's no make no bones about it. If <coughs> Man City hadn't had a person, I'm sure they would have won that game because they were still all over Everton with 10 men. Yeah. So I think the result last night could be a bit deceiving in terms of thinking Everton could do quite well in those that run of fixtures. Yeah, I think from game week six, they've got a great looking sort of oh, yeah. run of fixtures, which is why. Game week six could be a decent time to wildcard if you've got you've got enough time, you've got enough stats to uh, sort of back up your your decisions, uh, but also 
people's runs start to change Arsenal's fixtures get easier then as with Everton so yeah that's worth keeping an eye on but yeah Rooney's a good shout um, and, and in those games even if Everton don't do well it's Rooney isn't it like he, he loves a goal against City he loves a goal against Chelsea he loves a goal against Spurs so and he's playing as a, as a striker again yeah. and he's further up the pitch and it's, it's clearly I think I think he's I think he's benefited from the fact that he's he is very much the, the old head in that team he is you could even argue the best player in that team um, his demeanour's totally changed yeah, he looks happy you, also, you can almost see when you watch him now that there's no weight on his shoulders Absolutely, with yeah. United I think he knew that there was that underlying tension of people expecting more out of him yeah. and there were so much questions about him, where he's best to be played I think at Everton that weight was almost lifted and you can see that in his gameplay yeah definitely right thank you very much for answering those questions guys that's the end of our uh, third episode uh, of our podcast um, keep uh, stay tuned on our website during the week we're going to have plenty of articles on everything we've discussed here on who to bring in for game week three when to bring them in who should be a captain and we'll keep an eye on price changes as well uh, Jack, or, or, yeah, also if, you've got, if anyone's got any idea for any forfeits because clearly me and Baron mm. have come up with them then please get in touch and let us know yeah absolutely definitely get in touch with those guys and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points we're always happy to help you out with your FBL team so if you have any questions for our panel follow or tweet us at FBL underscore Herald Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij MijnSim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.